Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. We're kind of in this little tiny mini-series. Next week, we're starting a brand new series on the Holy Spirit. But we're in this kind of mini-series, which uh, kind of gives me flex to be able to, to speak about some things that are on my heart. And so um, we are in this mini-series called The House of... And then last week, it was a house of prayer. This week is house of presence, house of presence. Now, I could have put God's presence in there, but I really felt like just a house of presence. And part of the reason why we're uh, kind of doing that is I've come back from sabbatical, really sensing and feeling that the Lord's got a new season for us. We're kind of in this season of re. I said re because it's renew, refresh, you know, restart, all of that. So if you ever hear me say, yeah, we're in a season of re, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I didn't like all of a sudden have a heart attack and pass out like I didn't finish my sentence. But we are in a season of renew. We're in a season of refresh. We're in a a season of restart. And so I'm firmly believing that. And I'm firmly believing that what the Lord has laid on my heart these these next two, these last, well, last week and this week, that is something that the Lord really wants us as a congregation to grab a hold of. For us to really open our ears, really open our minds, open our spirits to, because I feel like the Lord has a mandate on this campus, as a church, really as a whole, but I think on this, man, on this campus. Because, you know, even though we are, we are one church, multiple campuses, each campus is different. Each community is different. Each situation is different. And so... That's as a shepherd, I'm trying to press in and I'm trying to hear God. What is it for this community, right? Because we've got all the foundations and all the things structured and all that. But at the same time, the Lord's like, hey, yeah, but there's a community out here that needs Jesus just as much as they needed in Gastonia, just as much as they needed at Tiga K. And so as, as I'm kind of just trying to look at it and ask the Lord, I feel like the Lord really is, is wanting us to really grow in our understanding um, and build our spiritual stamina and capacity. Yeah, you heard that right. Your spiritual stamina and your spiritual capacity. He wants to grow that in us so that we can be stronger, um, more spiritually in line, more spiritually in tuned individually. But what makes it great is when we bring that together. That makes it even stronger. That, that, that builds it to the degree where it makes it so much stronger when we gather together and we are in unity together. Amen? amen? I heard Larry. There's all amen. Everyone's looking at me like, what? But see, that makes it so much stronger when we join together. See, every one of us has a gift to the body of Christ. Everyone has something to bring to the table. And when all of those things are working together, you know that there's that um, description in the Bible about how the feet, you know, you have the feet, you have the knees, you have the arms, you have the legs. This is all for free, by the way. This is not even in my message, so praise the Lord for that, right? But when we have all of those things working together, our body works well, right? So like for an example right now, now I'm just saying this as an example because it's coming to my head and and you can be praying for me about this. But right now I have what they call frozen shoulder. And what that is is because a diabetic, 
somewhere, somehow, something happens in your shoulder where like you, I can't reach it like much higher than that and I have other pain. Or I kind of go this way. So I have to go into therapy now and I have to do that. But see, here's the deal. When I try to use it and I can't, that limits me. Right? It hurts. But the same principle applies where if you have a gifting and you have an ability in this congregation and you're not using it, then you know what? That we can't, we can't operate. We can't function to the capacity that God wants us to, right? And so that's what he's just asking of us. He's asking us, hey, I want you to grab a hold of this. So like I said, last week was a house of prayer. I'm just going to bypass all of this stuff and get to our title today. It's a house of presence. A house of presence. Now, remember last week I said, in a house of prayer, everyone can engage in it. Everyone can be a part of it. Everyone can pray. Prayer, prayer is a privilege for a believer because we get to commune. He's not, you don't have to have fancy words and all that. But he just wants everyone in the game. Okay? So take that thought, and now we're going to move into this house of presence, and he wants everyone in the game. No one's sitting on the sidelines. Right? Not sitting on a bench, going, well, I hope he picks me. No. Get, just get in the game. Okay? It's not 11 v. 11 when it comes to, you know, Christianity. It's everybody getting together and playing. Right? It's everybody. But see, we got to understand that, you know what, we got a part to play. Okay, so it's the house of presence. So let me pray real quick, and then we'll jump into where we're going. Holy Spirit, help us to understand that this, that you want this to be a house of God's presence, a house of your presence. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So now, when I say house of presence, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I am talking about God's presence, but I'm not talking uh, omnipresence, okay? Because omnipresence is where God is everywhere. We know that. God is absolutely 100% everywhere. He, he can be anywhere at the same time. Praise the Lord for that, right? I'm so thankful because we have service at 10 o'clock. How many churches have services at 10 o'clock? Oh, millions of them. But see, God is omnipresent, right? He, he, he's there. He can be anywhere. He can be a part of that. But what I, what I really want us to focus on is God's manifest presence. Okay? The definition of that is his presence made clear. Okay? God's manifest presence is his presence made clear. It causes our awareness of him to be awakened. There's a difference. Right? Where we know God is in the house. We know that there, his presence is here. Because I don't know if you've ever at times, and I've, I've had this experience where I've gone into to, uh, situations or, or into uh, even some person's house. And man, you can just sense there is a peace of God on that place. There is a presence of God in that place. But see, that just doesn't come naturally. You got to work at it. You got to build. I mean, you got to be in, in harmony and unison, unison with God. 
But see, I believe that God is desiring for us to be a house awakened to his presence. That we just don't show up here on a Sunday and go, oh, well, that was a good service. Man, my heart longs for the manifest presence of God. That every single time we meet, that we are a people that are experiencing, awakened to the goodness of God. To to the power of God. Right? And and it's possible. It really is. But see, that's going to take us as a group together. Right? I, I, there's this one passage in Exodus chapter 33, verse 15, where, where um, uh, Moses is talking to, to God. And, 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 Moses, and God's saying, okay, go ahead and go. And then Moses says this, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. See, Moses, man, you remember we talked about our, at some point, I think when I got back, you know, you've got to be able to look at these, these Bible characters as, um, as um, coaches in your life as people who are able to speak into your life. And so here Moses is telling us, hey, telling God, I don't want to go anywhere without you. I want you to be present. Don't, don't, let, don't tell me to do this. Don't do that. I don't want to come to church without knowing that God's presence is here. I, I, I just don't. To me, that's just a gathering. And I don't want it to be a gathering, church. I want us to be able to to kind of dive in and know that that. So the point, the driving point for us is that we can't be content with just showing up. We can't be content of just kind of, you know, kind of going through the motions and, hey, man, yeah, I checked it off my box today. I went to church. Man, I should get a star up in heaven. It's all good, right? No, I want, I want us to be able to, to get to the point where, man, we, we, we're walking in. We'll talk a little bit about this, but we're walking in with expectancy for God to show up. Because, man, we, we need his presence, especially in the increase of evil in this day. And, and, and the, the great thing about it is, and, and, and when we get to our points, I think you can, you're going to do this individually and it's going to happen individually. You can have God's manifest presence in your life individually, but then you can also have God's manifest presence in your life corporately in the church. But see, we've got to get to a place where we're, we're just understanding. And, I, and I, I am 100% convinced this is God's heart. He wants to connect with you in this way. Because think about it in Genesis. It says, well, this was after Adam and Eve had sinned. But it says that God was walking in the cool of the night, in the, right? And he wasn't just taking a stroll. He wasn't just like, oh, yeah, this is great, beautiful. Oh, man, I really created a great sunset. No, he was there because he wanted to meet face-to-face with Adam and Eve. His creation. He was like, man, I am so invested in, in, in the people I've created, that I, my heart is to have fellowship with them. My heart is to be constantly connected with them. Now, they were the knuckleheads that messed it all up, right? And then found out, oh, you know, we don't have any clothes on. we got to cover up all this, and they're hidden or whatever. And he's all, hey, Adam, where are you? Even though he knew, because he's omnipresent, right? He knew. And he said, oh, well, we hid. But see, the whole premise is the fact that God really does want to meet with you face to face. He does. 
He, he, he wants his presence with you all the time. That's how good he is. But that, to me, just shows his heart. It just shows his heart. But see, again, when we take it at a corporate level, it can't be just one person going after it. It's got to be a whole church going after it. Amen. It's got to be everybody saying, you know what, I'm going to buy in, Pastor Scott. I'm going to buy in that, you know what, yeah, I believe that God wants to be with me. He wants to manifest himself to me. He wants to manifest in this congregation, in this church on a Sunday morning. He even wants us when we, when, when we galvanize together and we go out and do something for the kingdom together, not individually, but together for him to show up. For us to have opportunities to pray for people. When, we, when we're galvanized together, a body coming together that's of one mind and we pray for someone and God manifests, God shows up maybe pulls them out of a wheelchair, maybe heals them of something that they've been, been going through. Maybe all of a sudden supernatural things begin to happen. It is so possible. See, God operates in the supernatural. He just does. But see, we limit him because sometimes, you know what? That's just scary if you think about it. Because, you know, you do have some people that are our way out there. You do. I mean, that's just how it happens. But see, I think sometimes we, we don't understand the more we reread our Bible, the more we understand how God operates, the more we can then operate in that. It's, it, 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 it's Scripture. You just can't get away from Scripture. I'll just say it that way. You just can't. That's got to be the foundation of every single thing. Okay? So I told you to turn to Acts chapter 1. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is that, you know what, it's going to take a spiritual work, okay? It's going to take a spiritual work. It's not going to take a physical work. It's not going to require of you of anything, you know, that you got to do physically, but it's going to take some spiritual work for us as a body to be fully unified in pursuit of his presence and really all that he has to offer, right? That we would be unified in spirit, unified in heart, unified in purpose, and Acts chapter 1, to me, kind of gives me that example. It gives us this example of when the disciples were in the upper room together. And they were doing exactly what Jesus said. That's, I love that part right there. But they were in the upper room. Let's read it. Acts chapter 1, verse 13 through 14. It says, And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, uh, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Now, there was more than just those guys, but that, you know, they're the, they're the headliners, okay? And verse 14 says, these all continued with what? One accord, right? Other translations say in unity, in prayer, in supplication, with the woman and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So we have to key in on the fact that, that they were all in one accord. Now, I'm not talking about the car. But I'm talking about uh, being in one accord, in, in, in unity in mind, right? In unity of purpose. 
And, and what I love about that, I think if I read that right um, in one of the things I was reading, there was like 180 of them. And you know what? It, it took about 10 days. But the great thing about it, they didn't give up. See, we have a tendency to give up after maybe five days. Jesus said, you know, you look at the scripture and go, okay, well, he asked me to do this, so I'm going to do this. And then we don't see anything change within one, two, three, four, five, six days. A lot of times what we do is we give up. We quit. See, those 180 could have said, that ain't happening. We're out. But it says that they were all there. They were all waiting. They all agreed what Jesus said was true, that the Spirit was coming, and they were going to stay unified until He did. If God chose to do it, I think, you know, a hundred more days. It's a long time. But I, I, I honestly believe those guys would have stayed because they were in unity together. They were like, man, Jesus said it, Therefore, you know what? I'm going to believe it. I'm going to stand strong on that. Then we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 and verse 4. It tells us this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, no one missing. And suddenly, ah, don't you love suddenlies? Yeah. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven because they were in one place. Accord. They were praying with one mind. They were believing with one mind and purpose. See, something we miss that because you know what? As Christians, sometimes, yeah, we're we're in agreement that Jesus is Lord, right? We're in agreement with that. But then when it comes to some of the other peripherals about Christianity and things like that, we're scattered all over the place. Sometimes, I don't know about speaking in tongues. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, right? But sometimes, you know what, what we have to do is we've going to have to put, a, put aside those areas that sometimes that we feel like we just don't know because we just really haven't put the effort into knowing. We just haven't. Now, that's not to, 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 to make anybody feel bad or anything, but hopefully that encourages you where you look at it and go, yeah, I really don't know much about that. Well, then dive in a little bit. Ask questions. Kind of, kind of look into it a little, little bit more. But they were in one accord, right? In unity. And really, that's the revelation we need as a community right here. We need to be in one accord and in unity. So that, I believe, just like this happened here, who showed up when they were? God showed up, right? The Holy Spirit showed up. I know that the Bible tells me that God's no respecter of persons. So if we are a people who can gather together, be in one accord together, um, connect together, believe God together, pray together, believing that God wants to do something in this house, why won't he show up? But see, it's us getting to that point. Right? Even if you're, even if you're at the baby step level, you can still be in unity with someone that's up higher than you in their walk with Jesus. That's the good thing about Jesus. Because you know what? It's about the heart. Right? We've got to allow God to begin to connect all of our hearts together and not be, oh, no, that, that's just too hard. 
That's that I don't I feel uncomfortable with that. No, he's saying no, no, that's what made the, 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 the early church work. They were in unity together. Hearts being connected. Yeah, and you know what? Some of us are dorks, right? I mean, you know, you're gonna run into I'm pointing a finger at me. You know, you're gonna run into people that maybe just rub you the wrong way a little bit or whatever. But you know what? When it comes down to it, though, we're in community. God said we're supposed to love people no matter what, even if they don't blend beautifully with my thoughts and, and my ways, right? We're just supposed to love people. But see, once we start connecting in unity and heart, we can look beyond all of that. And no, 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 we, we're, we're on a mission. You know, remember the Blues Brothers? We're on a mission from God. Remember that movie? Maybe not. Okay. Um, but they, that was their famous phrase. Whatever they would go, not that it was really a mission from God, but, you know, they would just say, yeah, we're on a mission from God. What, what if we were on a mission from God all the time? As a community. Still love me? Okay, man, I just want to make sure. But see, we've got to be... Hey, here's the other thing about it. I think, you know, 180. Okay. Usually we think God only shows up when the number is great. There's a great amount of people, so therefore God's going to show up. But 180 is really nothing. When you think about all the people that Jesus touched, all the people that God saved, all the people, only 180 had the, 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 the capacity or the ability to, to hang in there for the promise of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter about numbers what it matters is about people that are unified in one mind, in one heart, for the purpose of the kingdom. I'm trying to encourage you, right? Just, you know, it's almost like sometimes looking, just going, okay, where, where am I at in all of this? But see, they, they kind of caught it. And then what was cool is the, the, um, the, the uh, apostles, they kind of weaved it, threaded it throughout the culture of the early church. I'm not going to read these, but Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Check that one out if you want. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. He, he, they weaved it kind of into the culture of the church, which then caused them kind of to live out what David said in, in Psalms 133.1. This is what it says. This is in the Passion Translation. It says, How truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. I love sweet. That's why I chose this one. Sweet, right? You know that Dr. Pepper commercial, the little guy? He's the sweet stuff. All right? Well, kind of this is sweet unity. I know. I'm geeking out today. I don't know what's going on. Okay? But it says, How truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. Think about it. How, how truly wonderful and delightful. I, I mean, I look at that and go, yeah, that, that means everything's working together, right? Sure, there might be some people that rub each other the wrong way, but it doesn't matter because you know what? They're living together in sweet unity. Yeah, I don't really kind of get you sometimes. And man, you rubbed me the wrong way, but I'll tell you what, we got one purpose, one heart, and we're going after the things of God together. So, hey, let's keep going, right? And then it says this, for out of that unity, spirit, right, the spiritual unity, it, then you go all the way down to Psalms 133.3, right? There's some stuff in the middle right there. 
But then it says this, Indeed, that is where Yahweh has decreed His blessings to be found. When we are in unity together, when we have the same purpose, the same mind. God said, that's where I look at that and my blessings come. My presence comes. My, 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 my glory comes. So God loves unity and he blesses everyone, all things, when we are in what? Unity. Hey, you're getting this, right? And, and if you think about it too, we really do have it so much easier than the Old Testament pe- uh, thought because we have the Holy Spirit. Right? The Bible says we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us kind of guide us, direct us. I mean, we have him 24-7, and he's able to help us walk this out. Again, like I said, you might run into a brother or sister that just rub you the wrong way. But that doesn't give you any right to not walk in unity with them. And the Holy Spirit will help you. Right? Because maybe it's not so much them, and maybe it's just you. Maybe he's got to take a little bit of the sandpaper and, yeah, I'm just going to try to carve that little bit off of you. That hurts. At least it does for me, but it hurts sometimes. And, and with the Holy Spirit's help, you know, the church was harmonized, right? It was kind of harmonizing together. They were of, of one God, one, one Lord, and, and of the one Holy Spirit. They were in one spirit, purpose, and agreement. And, and you know what was great about it? There was no power that could stop them. Not even the gates of hell could prevail against it. Right? That's why we're here today. But see, again, it's about unity. And what I love about that, in the unity, the church grew. The church grew. Because People were loving on each other in unity together, believing the same things together, knowing that, hey, you know what? Man, this is so true. We want God's presence. We want his manifest presence to be involved in everything we do. When we pray for someone, when we have a church experience, man, we want God to show up. And so as they did that, man, you know what? It caught fire, almost like a little, you know, a little uh, ember. And then next thing you know, got hit by another person. Boom, 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 boom. And then next thing you know, it's starting to, to, to like, whoa, something's going on. Right? I want this community to, to believe that. You know what? There's other great churches on this street. Man, there's like 50,000 of them, it feels like. Right? And they're great churches. But you know what? I want this community to go, man, there's something going on at Catawba Lake Shore. I don't know what it is. I drive by there, and something just keeps drawing me to, to that place. And, you know, I've talked to a couple people. Man, they're so loving, and they're so willing to just, you know, pray for me. and what Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I don't know what's going on over there, but I know what I, I just sense that, that this, this, this has to be, and not to be cliche-ish, but it has to be a lighthouse in this community. It just does. And I want people to talk about this place. Where it's like, hey, you, you need Jesus? You need the Spirit of God to show? Then you know what? Let me take you to church because you're going to experience something. Because God, God shows up here. That's my, that's, oh my gosh. Anyways, Sorry. I won't cry. So we just got to be in one accord, right? God honors it when we're in one accord together. So let me give you three things about unity, okay? And hopefully I won't take very long. Um, but three things that we can be in unity about to set us on a course 
for this campus and even for your life to host God's presence, okay? To be a house of his presence. The first, very first one is consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Each one of us need to be on a journey of consecration, okay? Which means separation of oneself from things that are unclean, especially anything that would contaminate one's relationship with God and devote themselves to the Lord, right? That means areas in your life, because he's not asking you to give up everything, but what are those areas in your life that are contaminating this relationship you have with the Lord in some way? It could be a very large thing. It could be a very small thing. But see, that's, that's the thing where you've got to be open enough to say, Lord, I want to go after setting myself apart for you. And as I set myself apart for you, what are some of those things that can be contaminating it in my life? They kind of mess things up a little bit in my relationship with you, right? It might be, you know, for me on a Saturday night watching Notre Dame football or during the day, and man, I want to think every single word that's not I'm not supposed to say because they're playing like, like my grandfather would say, a bunch of bums. Um, maybe that's not healthy. I, I'm just, I'm giving you an example. I hope he doesn't say that, but... <laughs> That's my flesh, I know. Um, but, but you get what I'm talking about? Maybe there's some things in our life that we have to be able to, to kind of analyze and say, okay, Lord, well, what, what exactly does that look like and what does that mean? When, when Joshua and the children of Israel were on the threshold of entering the promised land, God had Joshua say this to his people, Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. And what I love, just before that, you know, God said, hey, you're, you're entering into a land that you've never been before. You've never been this way before. You've never gone this direction before. But this is what he says. He says, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. See, I take that and I look and go, okay, if I don't consecrate myself, then man, I can't even expect God to do wonders among me. That's what, how I take it. I just look at it and go, man, I, 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 man there's, there's work to be done. There's constantly work to be done. Constantly the Holy Spirit's talking to us and, and revealing to us. So wherever you at, he knows. But if you start just taking some steps in that consecration, whatever that may be. And see, part of that consecration is because this is a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. Now, as you play that out, in your, if you, you know, in your Sunday school uh, class, you know, from there, they went to Jericho. And what do they have to do? March around seven times, right? That was a spiritual thing going on. Yes, they had to obey and walk around, but that was a spiritual thing. They had to keep their mouth shut. Can you imagine that? All those people keeping their mouth shut. We can't do that these days. I, sometimes I got to just be talking and my wife looks at me and goes, be quiet. <laughs> well, where's the love? Anyways, but they had to be quiet. And then finally they were able to shout and the walls came tumbling down, right? And then kind of the battle ensued. But it was a spiritual thing beforehand. That's why, you know, Ephesians 6 says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Because, you know, against, what is it, power, um, man, my mind, blood, against uh, principalities, against powers, rulers of darkness, right? That's what we wrestle against. But not against people. Because our job with people is to love them and be in unity with one another, Right? So God required of them a spiritual preparation. They were to consecrate themselves with one common focus on God, on the Lord, 
right? And sometimes we've got to understand that that's what we need to do. And see, consecration um, is more than just going to church. It's more than sharing your faith. It's more than volunteering for a ministry. It's more than raising your hands in worship or going on a mission trip. Those are all good things. Don't get me wrong. But consecration is also dethroning yourself and enthroning Jesus as Lord of your life. It's giving up your self-interest. It's giving God veto power in your life. Yeah, hear that. It's surrendering all of you to all of Him, and it's simply recognition that Jesus has the right to rule and reign over every facet of your life. That's tough sometimes. But see, as we, if we can be in agreement, and if we can start moving in an idea of, hey, we're going to be a people that are consecrated. Think of yourself as the people of Israel. And I'm Joshua, and I'm saying, hey, God says to consecrate yourself so that you'll, we'll see some things. See, if we would gather together like that and say, you got it, Josh. We're in, man, all the way. And, and what happened? Did they see great and mighty things that they wouldn't even imagine? I mean, who, who walks around a, a big, huge fortress city seven times? Nobody. But, but see, they were consecrated themselves. We're going to focus. This is what the Lord says, man. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to go after it. So we must make being consecrated um, unto the Lord a priority in our life. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all He has done for you, oh, because of all that He's done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the, uh, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way of worship. That's consecrating yourself. That's what he's talking about. If you truly want to worship God, then you, want, you need to start consecrating yourself in areas that maybe might be kind of touchy and, and, and hard for you. But man, make, make that commitment and God will honor that. So, in other words, our act of con- consecration is, is a reasonable response to God's grace and mercy. It's a reasonable response. A no-brainer. You know, McFly, right? It's just a no-brainer. But it's a form of worship. You know, and, and, and if we can do that as, as one of the steps and we start working on that together, then you know what? We're going to see the book of Acts powerful. Power come. Early church. Come. And one more thing. I'll just say this. Um, consecrate yourself when you come to church. And, and, and this is what I mean. It is really easy, and I, I fall into this a lot of times, so I'm not pointing a finger at anybody, please. More so to me. But it's really easy to be in church and begin to start thinking about your day as I'm speaking or during worship or, you know, with, with stuff, right? Because the enemy likes to go, hey, did you remember... Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, gosh. So what I mean is consecrate yourself in, like, when you come to church. No, this is God's time. This is not my time. This is not the enemy's time. This is not my mind's time, in a sense. 
This is me saying I'm putting everything else aside and I'm fully going to concentrate on my hour and 15 minutes. Well, if you got me, hour, 30 minutes of, of time with the Lord. Because he, the goal is, and even as a pastor, as I'm praying for my message to come across, is that it would allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to say something to you. But if you're off wandering in the lilies or in the, you know, the, the trees and the bushes and whatever, it, it's your mind somewhere else. And the Holy Spirit might want to speak, but he's like, hey, get your act together, man. I want to speak. That's just a little sidebar. Anyways, okay. Because think about this. I was thinking about this. You know the story of Mary and Martha, right? Okay. So you know that Martha was in the house doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then you got Mary, and Mary was at the feet of Jesus, right? Well, Martha was in proximity to Jesus, but she let her mind, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that and that. And Mary's like, no, man, this is my time with Jesus. This is it. I'm going right. You know what I mean? And so sometimes we can kind of get the Martha attitude or the Martha mentality when we walk into service. Now, if you're serving, I get it, man. You go for it. You give it all you got. You just do it, right? But man, if you have the opportunity to come in, right, into, into the sanctuary, into hear the word of God, into worship, I'm just, at, just, just think, man, be like Mary. Because even Jesus said, Mary chose the good thing, right? Something like that, the best thing. But see, Martha was all, oh my gosh, I got all this going on. Don't be like that. Second part, right, is be expected. So that's something we, we can work on. Be expectant. There is power in expectation. We need to understand that if God is going to do something, he looks for people who have expectation. So every Sunday, every day of your life, maybe, but every Sunday, man, I mean, start gearing up. Let's be a church that, man, it's like, I'm expecting God to show up on this Sunday. I'm expecting for something to happen. I'm expecting to get the, a word for myself. I'm expecting. Instead of, you know, sometimes just being stuck because I'm doing a routine. I know I might be stepping. You still love me, right? Okay, I just, want, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Now, in that expectancy, let me give you a scripture, Romans 8, 17, which says this, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. That just means that we have a double claim to everything in heaven as heirs. We're joint heirs, by the way. A double claim to every promise in his word. And we have the ability to say, well, you know what? This is possible. This is mine because of what Jesus promised me. What Jesus said that can happen. Now, again, I'm always a believer of it doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. It could. Praise God when it does. But sometimes, man, you got to just stick to it. Right? You got to think of the disciples. Man, 10 days they were all together. They, they might have not even taken a shower. 
They might have smelled. But they stood in there for 10 days waiting for what God, Jesus promised. And if it takes us 20 days, 50 days, 100 days, 350, 365, a year, if it takes until we get to heaven to receive whatever promise that is. If it's health, I might not, you know, I'm believing God for my health, but I might not get it until I get into the glory of God. But I ain't giving up. Okay? But, but let me give you one example of, of just what happens on, uh, with ec- expectation. Acts chapter 3. Shoot. Acts chapter 3. So there's this lame man who's sitting at the gate, right, of the temple, and Peter and John come up. You might have heard this story. They come by, and we see something miraculous happen. This is what it says in verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth, Rise up and walk. Now, I know that there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Yeah. But notice, but I noticed something that activated that. Go to verse 5. So here's that beggar. It says, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Here's a guy, a normal guy, right? He's not a disciple. But when he got their attention, it says that he was expecting something. That expectation put the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus into action. So in our lives, I think we can grow in becoming people who are in expectation of God to show up, in expectation of what God wants to do. Because this is what I know. I mean, I know God's done some great things in our life, but look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. You can just read it on the board. You don't have to turn there. It says, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even comprehend the goodness that God has for us, even beyond what he's already done for us. But he wants to do it. He wants to do it for us. So, check, I, so I think about this, and I, you know what? I serve a God, you serve a God, who is greater than my faith. All I need is a tiny mustard seed. But God has faith greater than me. I mean, he created the heavens and the earth. He spoke them into existence. He spoke the, 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 the earth into existence. Man, he's got faith. So, 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 we, so we need to kind of understand that we need to work on our consecration. And then we need to work on our, um, um, man, my mind just went blank, our expectancy. We need to work on those. So let's consecrate ourselves. And then let's start having an attitude of expectation. What's God going to do today? Every Sunday, man, come in with, what's God going to do today? I don't care if the, 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 the lead singer is just, you know, just off key. My wife's not here, so I can say that, right? Hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast. If she does, I'm in trouble. So pray for me on that. But, but you know what I mean? It doesn't matter because I've come in with the expectation, believing that God is going to show up. And the very last one, engage in a life of worship. Engage in a life of worship. 
Worship is the most common way that believers come together in unity before God. But yet we rarely see the powerful results of it because you might have some people who are harmonizing and their hearts are all together, but then you have others that maybe are not. That's why I just feel like it's so important that we understand that, man, really when we get here, we are consecrated unto the Lord and that everyone worships, you worship in your own way. I mean, if you are a, yeah, 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 you know, loud person, you go for it. If you're a swayer, go for it. Okay? If you are a small, very quiet voice, go for it. But that should not stop us from worshiping, right? We, we, we should, should, should be engaged in it. And I think in order for the power of God to be manifested, um, we need to be in one accord with one heart in unity. Let me give you an example of this in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm getting close to wrapping this up, I promise. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. This is where the people of Israel had gathered to dedicate the temple um, together in unity. And it says, the choir and the trumpets made one voice of praise and thanks to God. Orchestra and choir in perfect harmony, singing and playing praise to God. See, God, 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 God doesn't care what your voice sounds like. Thank you, Jesus. He do, that's why I didn't lead you today in worship. He doesn't care. But see, when we, there's something about coming together in harmony, coming together in unity, in one purpose, one mind. To the orchestra and the choir in perfect harmony, singing and, and playing, praising God. Yes, God is good. His loyal love goes on forever. Then a billowing cloud filled the temple of God. Right? That's just not normal, is it? Right? It's not. You know, I all of a sudden see a billowing cloud come in. But it says a billowing cloud filled the temple of God. The priests couldn't even carry out their duties because of the cloud, the glory of God that filled the temple of God. So it's obvious what, God, what caused God's presence to be in the house, right? It was people coming together, worshiping and praising God in one accord. They had one, 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 Purpose of mind. But see, we, we, we got to be intentional about that. As a congregation, we just got to decide, I'm in. I'm buying in. Right? And, 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 let me, and if it takes you a little while to buy in, that's okay. Okay? But hopefully, man, you'll, you'll all of a sudden see a rise in our worship. I was so grateful today. Thank God for technology. Right? Even though I'm not... I hate it, kind of, in a sense. But, but thank God for technology that we were able to worship together, right? And I'm telling you, it was awesome to be standing in the position I am and hearing you guys sing. I mean, it was great. Now, I, I don't know how many people contributed this loud or that loud or whatever, but it was um, just amazing. There is nothing more... Maybe, this may be a selfish thing, but to me, there's nothing more for a pastor to be able to hear his people sing, to enter into worship. I mean, it just, there's something about it lifts my spirit up so that I can get up here and be goofy, I guess. Um, but it just, it just 
causes me to just know that, man, we are rallying around. We have this unity of purpose to worship the Lord and all that he has for us. And so to close it up, God, God, God is just so good. And, and I just feel like over these last two messages, it's just been kind of one of those things where God is wanting us to, to kind of reevaluate, to be able to look at it and say, okay, one, can I, can I be all in and pray for our church? Not just for me individually, but can I be all in to pray for our church and pray that God's presence would be here, that, that we would be a presence outside of this body so that we are reaching people for the kingdom of God. Shameless plug, 10-minute Tuesdays. That's it. That's my plug, right? But, but, it, but, it's, but it's, it's opportunity. Will we buy into that? And then the next thing is, will we buy into the fact that we are a congregation that is hungry for God's presence, that, that want God's presence to be in this place every single Sunday, even on Monday and Tuesday. And Man, I have a dream in my heart. Now, this sounds crazy. Okay, and you might think, wow, God, how's that going to happen? But I have this dream in my heart that anytime somebody would drive into this parking lot, even on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even on a Sunday after church or, or, you know, Sunday, whatever, God showed up, and if they had an ailment, they would be healed. Because there's something about the house. Right? There's this aroma of prayer that's going on. There's this aroma of expectancy that is on the house. There's this aroma of consecration that is going on inside the body, inside of our community. There's this aroma of worship that lingers for a whole stinking week. I shouldn't have said stinking, but you know what I mean. It lingers to the point where, man, it is just spilling out. And people drive onto this campus and they're like, whoa, what was that? Something changed. Honey, are you okay? You know what I mean? Oh, man, I don't know. Man, I got this burning sensation inside of me. I don't know. Let's go to the doctor. I think I'm healed. Or why not? Right? Just, 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 there's, there's just, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe that, you know, you think, wow, that's, you're thinking way, 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 way big, Pastor Scott. Well, maybe I am, but I serve a big God. But I just know that it is going to take us as a community to begin to buy into unity. When it comes to praying for this house, believing God, this guy, God's going to show up. Because one day, I, I really do believe. And I, like I told you last week, I am okay with God telling me to be quiet and just let his presence come in. I'm okay with that. Sometimes I think that's even better than me talking. Because he shows up, lives are changed. Everything is different. Everything changes. So that's where my heart is. That's what I'm after. That's what I, I, I'm thinking. And, 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 I, and I, I'm praying that you would go home and you would grab a hold of this and you would begin to, to allow the Holy Spirit to really kind of synergize your heart um, and, and, and really under, try to figure out, how, okay, I want to be in unity. I want to be in unity with my pastor. Right? And if you choose not to, hey, man, we're good. I'm not going around, hey, are you in unity with me? Whatever. No. 
I'm just saying, be in unity with what the heartbeat of the, of the church is on this campus. That's all. We're, we we want to be students of the word. Right? We want to make sure that we're in the word and we're following the word. You know, but at the same time, we also want to be able to invite God's presence into here. Because I think it's a combination of both that helps us to see lives transformed and changed. People give their lives to Jesus. And so I love you guys. I'm excited about what God wants to do. So take that home, chew on it. Man, if you want to talk some more, we can talk some more. Man, it's all good. Okay? So I'm going to ask Russ to come up and pray for us. Um, So Russ, man, it's all yours. You got a mic? Go for it. You... (laughs) We thank you for Pastor Scott and the message that he delivered today. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, that um, he's a part of you. He's one with you. And he knows your heart and he knows your desires. Thank you for um, allowing us to hear about the unity of the Spirit, which is twofold. It keeps us together. It keeps us walking with each other and going about your business. And it also shows that we got it together. The people who look in will see that there is something there, that we're unified, that we love you, and that we want to serve you. And that's what they want. We realize that, Father. So I ask you not hide your face from this congregation. Go with them. Unify our hearts, Holy Spirit. Let us begin to um, talk one and to be unified of the Father in the, the same things in the, in the task that you have for Catawba. So go with us. Give us traveling mercy as we go to and fro and that you just watch over us. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.